0: At all the other the games it's
1: like wow there's some interesting storylines there i can't wait to see this player like even yeah. 49ers bears a little just because of trey Lance and fields then it's Jags commanders yeah. and it's like well that's the game i guess
2: Tennessee <laughs> <laughs> titans talk boys we made it
0: we here. season starts today i'm so excited guys sunday
2: 325 the three of us will be back in Nissan Stadium and uh, nervously awaiting a a game we should win, guys. Let's get right into it. Big fella, what's the line for this game?
0: The line currently is we are five and a half point favorites, which you know we kind of talk about. Um, you know, three points being that generous at home. i read you know, some advantage. research where
2: they say now that's more two and a half. Landon could maybe follow up on, do some nerd talk on that. But um, yeah, we always give some points for the home game. And so <clears> that <throat> makes us about a, a field goal favorite on neutral field, right?
0: You're right, just about. That's what I, you know, that's what I read into it. They don't know. Landon, uh, what do you think about that line? I think it's fair, especially because
1: you rarely see a touchdown or bigger line. I think the only times they can think that are when it's later in the season and it's a good team versus a bad team. So it's fair, but I feel like it would be, obviously we're homers, but I feel like it's pretty easy to hit the tie side of that just because the Giants, even though they added some names and are getting names back, you look at their roster and it's like, they still aren't good. And even (laughs) though we have plenty of question marks... We're a lot better than them.
2: Yeah, we get overlooked. We are a good team. We are a fo- a formidable opponent. We hear about the New York teams all the time, whether they're good or bad. Generally, they've been bad for a while now, with it, with some exceptions. We're going to talk about Daniel Jones later. I think he is their biggest limitation. John, this team, they're not on our level talent-wise, but this is a better team. You look down the line, Evan Nils, a rookie, he ought to be better than what they had. I like uh, Ben Bradison on the interior line. Andrew Thomas has uh, has played better. If Tony can be healthy, they are very limited on offense. But you've got Leonard Williams, Dexter Lawrence. You guys know that I really liked him. Adoree plays for this team. Julian Love, uh, he was he was a good defensive
0: back at Notre Dame. I mean, it's they're not an absolute doormat. No, they're not. And, you know, they've obviously – They've invested a, a recent first-round pick in a quarterback with Danny Dimes. You know, I think we can all agree that that hasn't worked out yet, but that doesn't mean it's not going to work out. I remember specifically because that was the 2019 draft when it was here in Nashville. We were across the river by in, at Titan Stadium, and literally Daniel Jones had his own autograph thing where he was just standing at a podium. There was nobody around him. I was like, I got to go get in line. You know, I feel (laughs) bad for this dude, but clearly nobody really loves him, but I don't know if anybody really hates him. So, you know, yeah, I I think we'll see if it, if it works out. The thing that for me, you know, probably their biggest star is Saquon Barkley, you know, coming off of an injury riddled season last year, eyeing a big return. And, you know, we've, we've been historically good against the run, but sometimes as big players, uh, you know, sometimes they have big games against us. And that's what I, I do worry about sometimes.
2: Landon, walk us through as brief as you can how a team has had this many top five picks over the last five or six years, and they don't have anything more to show for it. Is it talent? Is it development? Is it picking the wrong guys? I mean, some of these guys have potential. But you look at Barkley, Thomas, uh, Neil, Jones, um, you look down the line, uh, Williams um, – how does a team be bad this long?
1: It's mainly development and not getting anything outside of those first round picks because Thomas is good. I think Neil will be good. Saquon was a massive reach, but he was awesome. He just can't stay healthy, which is another issue. And Dexter Lawrence is pretty underwhelming, but he's not awful. It's just they underwhelm with the first round picks, and then they don't do anything after that. So they have no depth. They can't develop guys. And when they do sign people, it's like Kenny Galladay, and he's making $18 million and he looks like he's already washed. Yeah. He looks like uh, what Kelvin Benchman was, except not as fat. <laughs> so I was looking We at the, all
2: like to go all day in Detroit, but Landon is 100% <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: So looking at their tight end room, it's somehow worse than ours last year. It's two rookies. No, it's or, terrible.
2: And I love Tanner Hudson, and I hope he's great. Tanner Hudson is from Waverly just uh, about an hour west of Nashville. And he was on the practice squad uh, for the Bucks for two or three years. And then last year played a little for the 49ers. And this guy is going to be the second tight end on the field. And I hope he makes a Pro Bowl. But I'm just saying that shows you that there's nobody proven. How does a team this bad not develop a tight end? Mm-hmm. It's interesting to me because Landon says it well, as always, John. There's no third, fourth, fifth, sixth-round picks To just like be the icing on the cake of a roster, which I will say, I I think we underestimate how good this team and how long we've been good now. If you look at their depth chart, there's no depth on the depth chart. And it's because our development, our coaching staff, and the fact that we've identified guys that would fit our system. That is, now stars are going to make you or break you, but to be a consistently good team, for whatever reason, the Giants cannot do that. We are the example of. You can really tell that they have it when you look at our roster next to
1: theirs.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, we've talked about our own issues with the offensive line and how we don't have that depth, but they've got it at every position. You just go down and it's like, okay. (laughs) Um, You know, I mean, they have a lot of pinch hitters that are backups at multiple positions on offensive line, defensive line, linebackers, and, you know, that typically is a sign that you don't have a third guy for sure. You may not have a second.
1: Um, So It's it's
0: just incredible. Yeah. I mean, I think one of the one of the guys we haven't talked about yet. You know, the guy that we totally whiffed on in favor of Mettenberger, Leonard Williams, or in, in favor. Of- <laughs> <laughs> I like Leonard
2: Williams. I really liked Dexter Lawrence. Y'all, y'all know that. Yeah. Um, that that may lead into uh, to my question for Landon. Landon, what scares you about this team? What what matchup? could really hurt us and even potentially lead to um, an upset loss Sunday. You do a great job with this. What weakness we have that really might match up ter- terribly against the strength they have. I want to
1: say it's their defensive front because you mentioned the two defensive tackles. And I love Dizizio Ojolari. Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. Thibodeau. But both those guys have been limited all week. And Giants beat reporters have been saying it's more likely than not. Neither of them play Ojolari more likely to play Thibodeau. Probably not. So Ooh. if that front were healthy, I would be pretty worried. I'm
0: still yeah, Lawrence about the Williams, Ojulari,
2: Thibodeau. Oof. that's a yeah, pretty
0: intimidating front. Hopefully,
2: yeah, they all have best, bad Chinese Sunday night, <laughs> Saturday night.
0: <laughs>
1: at best, one of those edges is going to be out, and I would give it greater than fifty percent odds both of them are out. And then their backups are Oshane Zimnyes, who is like who should really be a third stringer. When he and had a Ward, who just bounces around over and over. Old Dominion. Yeah.
2: Old Dominion, he's the guy that coming out, I mean, had some physical tools, but as Landon says, he's kind of been an early journeyman. It's because he just underscores what we are talking about earlier about their lack of depth. They have nobody behind their their picks that they have, or people that have, have shown that they can be pretty good or their free agents that they've overpaid for. What's the inverse for you, John? What strength do we have to absolutely take advantage of that is a, a giant weakness that's
0: going to make you feel like we can't lose this game because we have this? Well, one thing I want to hit on real quick, too, about their depth is I think the Giants are cocky enough, and they think that they can do it without the depth because, you know, we saw Chase Blackburn years ago turn into a Super Bowl hero, and he was a nobody. And to them, that worked. So I don't know if maybe this is their philosophy that no, they don't I just need to – well, I mean, there's that too. I mean, clearly they're bad at drafting and they just can't keep guys on their on their team. They leave and, you know, hopefully do well elsewhere. Places I think we need to take advantage of, we have to get our offense uh, offensive firepower started early. We've got to get Traylon Burks and we've got to get Robert Woods. We've got to get Austin Hooper, three brand new guys to Tennessee. We have to get them involved early and often. Um, so taking advantage of those inexperienced corners and, you know, we know that we can... We know Adoree Jackson, you know, I love him as a player, but we know he can get rattled if you hit him early. So I think those are some matchups we have to take care of. And all signs point to the king. Like, come on, <laughs> like let's just do Yeah, let's it.
2: get him going get rolling. Yeah.
0: <laughs> let's not make a mistake like we did against the Bengals. We should never talk about that again. But, mm-hmm. you know, not running him on the first play of the game. Like, I don't care if he runs into a brick wall. You do it. Um, you capitalize on the fans' momentum and you settle the offense down. I think that's what we have to do here—just battering ram and then take advantage of the matchups at corner and waters for our wide receivers.
2: Yeah, I hope we hold the ball and beat them to death because on paper, their skill position players are Galladay, Wondell, Robinson, Kadarius Tony, Daniel Bellinger. And Barkley, that's what they're running out there with Daniel Jones. We should beat this team. It would be a great disappointment. But we know that if you play an ugly game, game against a team like this, anything can happen. Uh, but they'll have several fans there. That's what I'm looking for, exactly what you said. Let's control this game on offense and put it away early. Yeah, Landon, you referred to earlier the injury report. Uh, let us know who – I know they haven't done the final listings, of course. Uh, what's your predictions? Uh, you got into it earlier for our team and the Giants of who we, we will and won't see. Sunday.
1: So looking at the Giants first, like I said, Thibodeau and Ojolari have been limited all week. Thibodeau likely won't play. I think I would lean Ojolari playing, so they'll have one edge out. Sterling Shepard has been limited this whole week in the Achilles. He, I believe, he tore his Achilles last year, so that could be a nagging thing. Then Dane Bell, who's their backup safety, is limited, but he's not really a big picture guy. Then for us, Elijah Molden hasn't practiced all week. I think he'll be out, which is. Which sucks, but at least it's the Giants and not yeah. the Bills next week. True. Because McCurry likely slots in for Molden. And then Farley, Trey Avery, they slot in for McCreary on the outside. But then also Lonnie Johnson hasn't practiced all week. He would be that third safety or I guess it would be that sixth defensive back for us. So I would say he's also out. Chance Campbell was limited. They didn't participate today. I think he will be in and, and then... Everyone else should be good to go. So the main thing is the defensive backfield looks kind of banged up. Probably going to be missing two guys. We'll have to elevate someone. We'll see some backups. But thankfully, it's Danny Dimes. It's the Giants receiving core. It's week one at home. There are worse things to have to worry about right now.
2: You share the sentiment. I think most fans do, but I'm always um, I'm pretty cautious about this. I think um, this is a 325 game, so we'll see a lot of inebriated New Yorkers there. What are your expectations for the fan base and the crowd Sunday, big fella?
0: I hope everybody's electric. From what I've been seeing on social media, I mean, I think everybody's ready. Obviously, the Giants are a premier market team. We kind of, you know, finally get a home opener against a big nationally followed team. So that'll be pretty cool. I don't know if I've ever... I don't think I've ever seen the Giants in person play, nor... I don't remember the last time. They came years ago, but it was
2: before we had tickets. I mean, probably 10 or 12 years ago.
0: Yeah, well... I just think it's really a great opportunity. You know, I love it when we can open at home. Hopefully, the weather will be on our side. And right now, it's calling it's for some rain. storms. But yeah, I mean, at least hey. it won't be freezing cold, right? Yeah, and I mean, honestly, you know, like that Texas game last year, Wolf. Oh man, there were we've had some cold ones in our day mm-hmm. for sure. Oh yeah. So yeah, I I think you know it's going to be shaping up for a good game. One thing totally unrelated to our game that I want to want to chime in on is. I saw a a report on Twitter that for tonight's game, Bills against the Rams, Mm -hmm. Buffalo, uh, Bills Mafia has already ordered $250,000 worth of beer to be shipped to the stadium. (laughs) (laughs) I kid you not. I mean, Bills Mafia is strong, like representing LA, and honestly, it might be like a Bills home game tonight, I I would not be surprised. You know LA and sports teams, but just thought uh, I'd throw them in. I
2: mean out <laughs> they they're they're an excellent fan base. They they bring it. I I find them kind of annoying, but everyone thinks both the Buffalo Bills fans are just so adorable and everything across the country. But I think they're team jokes and I think their fans are kind of blah. But um, they treated Dawson Knox really well the last few weeks. Uh, and he's, of course, a native of, of the midstate, So they have a good heart and they're good people. But they're going to get their beer on. They're going to get their football on. And hopefully, <laughs> like the last few times they've been here, they're going to leave with a loss. But we'll see. We're, of course, excited for this Giants game. You Like you said, we haven't seen this team before. It's going to be a lot of fun. They do have a lot of history. They're just a frustrating team. I'm just glad I'm not uh, – honestly, just glad I'm not a Giants fan, right? But anything can happen Sunday. Danny Dimes, uh, Landon, we don't see a guy in his fifth year really turn heads, but we were in Nashville when he was picked sixth. That was unbelievable. They picked him sixth. This is the last year, I would imagine, of this uh, experiment. Let's assume that it doesn't work out. Where where do they go from here?
1: They probably won't work out because offensive line, still have question marks. The seal (laughs) positions both health and ability, question marks. The defense... Like we talked about, it's kind of saw it's like, well, their defensive front is nice, their secondary isn't bad, but really just lacks that pop. And with how bad I think the offense is going to be, it's going to drag them down. They'll probably be in a position near the top of the draft if Daniel Jones doesn't play well enough to stick around. And even if he plays well, I wonder if they would just franchise tag and draft a guy anyway, because how are you going to trust a one-year fluke over the history of it? I think C.J. Stroud is going to end up being
0: the first quarterback drafted just because oh. of Bryce Young's size. He didn't look that great last week uh, against Notre Dame. He looked okay, but...
1: He looked okay, but
2: we'll kind of see. Yeah, but, but
0: that also was probably going to be his toughest matchup, I think.
1: And I do love yeah, Bryce he Owen, but have I do an think he'll get defense. pushed down because he is pro- he's definitely not even six feet tall. Bryce Young is 175 pounds, I mean, and six foot tall on his best day. He's very little, but he is really something. I do
2: think it'll keep him from being the
1: the number one overall pick. Yeah, so I think the Giants should probably be in contention forever. the top quarterback is just because right now there isn't really that one guy where it's whoever finishes first and doesn't have a Trevor Lawrence is going to pick this guy because he's awesome. Like this year it's like, eh, you can talk yourself into Stroud or maybe Bryce Young. Or maybe Anthony Richardson or Will us improve. But it's really just the defensive talent in this draft. So those should be in a good position to get whichever quarterback they want. And I think with Dable, they'll have a better vision and they'll actually develop the guy this time.
2: We'll see. Dable looks like a guy that could do that. But um, I, I just think it's one of those organizations kind of top and bottom kind of flawed. So our big fellow, like you mentioned earlier, we haven't played the Giants uh, in a long time here. Uh, We used to ask this question, it's always a lot of fun, if you were a Giants fan, what jersey would you be wearing Sunday to the stadium?
0: Well, I think this is the easiest one, maybe out of any of the teams we've ever picked for me, Um, mine would be Lawrence Taylor. That dude, I mean, he's just a one-man wrecking crew, and not to be forgotten, his incredible performance in any given Sunday is Shark LeVay, the very feared linebacker. (laughs) <laughs> he's and he was he 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 pretty much broke his neck to get that last sack and a million dollar bonus. So I remember I can just see him right now being oh, carted man. off the field. He's like, Don't drop me. I'm worth a million dollars. Your love of that game of that movie
2: is so <laughs> awesome. Uh, because of his off the field stuff, he's not as much of a no for me. I would I would consider him one of the I mean one of the just handful on one hand most talented football players to ever live, for sure. Uh, Landon, what about you? Who's your Who's your Giants jersey?
1: Probably a year ago, I would have also said Lawrence Taylor, but recently, I like you said, I started looking into more of his personal life, and e that is a
2: <laughs> oh that he's yeah. a
1: train wreck off the field. He's he a handful, it. and he's not a great. Yeah, so board. now I'm just trying to think because it's kind of weird because they don't really have any huge memorable names outside of him, really. Well, they
2: got one, and I'll tell you mine. That Strahan, I thought Strahan yeah. was a big part of of that first uh, recent championship, and I thought he, he's a really classy guy. And I just think he's uh, he's got such a big personality and has had so much success post career. Sometimes it um, it underrates their playing career, and I thought I think he's just uh, just unbelievably talented we obviously has a single season sack record he played well for 15 years and they went to the playoffs you know half of those years and uh you know so for me um i, I like manning you know we talk about taylor a uh, eli manning is one of the best guys to, to ever play the sport as far as a human being and he um you know he's just kind of boring um honestly i think that's by design so for me it's strahan but Land, you all that being said who's your who's your guy
1: I'll just go off the wall, and I'll say Henry Carson from those 80s teams. Okay. This seems like a cool guy I would rep. I want to say Emlyn Tunnell, but that's just weirdo hipster vibes, picking a guy from the end of the 40s.
2: Yeah, I think that is weirdo hipster and pretty good, yeah. I mean, this guy left after he got a World War II started playing for the Giants, so he's also one of the first black people to play for the
0: Giants. So Tunnell, honestly, would be a really good choice, hipster they, or not. Yeah. The- They've also had some, you know, fun guys who didn't last a million years to watch. Like, you know, I think of guys like Ron Dane. You know, Tiki Barber, yeah. obviously. You've yeah. got uh-huh. you've got the Super Bowl heroes like David Tyree and Mario Manningham, Black Burris. <laughs> Jeremy Shockey. You know, there's some. Does there's the Pascal
2: Burris jersey have to come with a gun hidden in the sweatpants? <laughs> oh, I don't know how that works.
0: I met him. I, I met him at Disney World when I was working there, and it was, oh my god. <laughs> Not a great a look, huh? No, it was a joke.
2: <laughs> Guys, uh, our game, like we mentioned earlier, is at three twenty-five. I really like the afternoon games. We tailgate usually um, a little bit before the the kickoff of the of the twelve o'clock games. Find a way to sort of just watch those, uh, landing finds more than a way he just doesn't talk to us and watches those (laughs) and uh uh, i i really like that i will start with you landon do you do you enjoy playing at 325 and uh what what games this this sunday are you really gonna be looking at before our game and uh, john will follow up with you
1: the same questions i enjoy it being an afternoon game if we're at home because that way like you said i can focus on the big noon slate of games and i don't have to just re-watch them after the fact so our plan this weekend is we're going to have Red Zone pulled up somehow. We're just going to be vibing in the parking lot till the noon games are almost done. Then we're going to go watch our game. Then the biggest game I'm looking through that actually interests me is Eagles at Lions, two teams that I think really got a lot better. Eagles, obviously, we gave them A.J. Brown. I'm super excited to see how good their defensive line can be because they just have such a deep, just stacked defensive line rotation. Then the Lions... I always have a soft spot for them. They've added some guys. That's H- that's Aiden Hutchinson's debut. Their offensive line is already falling apart somehow. Like, they lost the right guard to injury for now. Ragnow, who's an awesome center, might be out, which would re- be really bad. All the other games are just kind of... I don't know if I just analyze these games so much, I don't really care, but it's like... 49ers-Bears is bleh. Steelers-Bengals probably won't be that close. Ravens-Jets, bleh. Jaguars-Commanders is somehow a game. Browns Panthers, I'm kind of interested in just because I want to see Baker get his revenge. Yeah, so I would say Eagles Lions is my top new game from an interest standpoint, and then Browns Panthers because that should be competitive and Baker should have some interesting Baker's moments, revenge, especially if they can pull it off.
2: Big fellow, how are they not playing that Jaguars Commanders game on Saturday with the other college games?
0: Just because it's a joke. <laughs> it's it's it it's a joke even when con- putting it in the college slate. I mean, I'd rather watch like. Wichita State play football like ugh. I mean there are fantasy implications now sure but Are either.
1: there? I mean like other than Terry McLaurin there's no one uh, I guess ETN, and there's no one relevant oh, in that and game
0: it says, Are there? <laughs> yeah there, of course there are. Land you got, you got no, Antonio Gibson. I just think it's somebody's like really? I mean somebody's gotta win the game so maybe you have their defense like well, I mean off. if you
1: watched Iowa South Dakota State last week you know sometimes it can just be who loses more
0: this is true. Mm-hmm.
1: And I think that game will be it. <laughs> yeah, just, I think uh, hey, whoever loses can, that game all all the other games, in it's like, Wow, there's some interesting storylines there. I can't wait to see this player. like Even yeah. 49ers bears a little just because of Trey Lance and Fields. Then it's Jags Commanders, yeah. and it's like, well, that's a game, I guess.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, big fella for you, what, what do you think of these 325 games, uh, the experience uh, of going to these games, and what are you looking for in the early slate?
0: I prefer the earlier games. It's... You know, more of an excuse for me to get out of going to church. (laughs) Um, And then I get to... I'm cutting that out. (laughs) (laughs) Come on! um and then you know for me i've got young kids so it's easier for me to get home and see them before a bedtime that get gets kind of rushed uh, you know but that's me playing the old family card i'm completely fine with an afternoon game is i just love good weather and you know, we're coming up to some perfect weather in the fall um yeah. in tennessee so i love it but honestly give me football any any time of day i don't care give me a 7 a.m game i'll be there um, I like the three twenty five game because it's not as rushed, and you get
2: to watch before. It's just more tailgating, which I think is the reason why I do it. I just love to hang <laughs> out with, with our friends and do that, and hang out with you too. I assumed you were going to fly to Atlanta to watch Marcus Mariota's uh, debut uh, as a starter for the Falcons, and then somehow take like a like a like a jet up here. I, I assumed that you were going to be late to our game. I will and tell you for I have sure not that was going to be out.
0: what you were going to have your eyes before. Are you honestly interested to see how a hopefully more healthy Mariota does Sunday? I am very interested. You know, I've, I've always been a Marcus Mariota fan. I still am. Um, I think he's got a lot of talent. Uh, I'll be curious to see how long he can hold off Desmond Ritter. I think they have very similar games. I've said that to you guys before. Um, but I think the thing that I love uh, that I love for Marcus is, obviously, Arthur Smith knows the best way to maximize his talents. And you put a guy like Cordero Patterson as an all-around running back, and you give him a Kyle Pitts and a Drake London... And if you put a couple guys in front of him, I think he's got a chance and, you know, we've seen some of his in-game heroics and I mean, it's enough to win anybody over. And I think that's what he's going to do this year. I don't know if it's going to, you know, last all 17 games. I don't know if he's going to be the starter next year. Um, but I'm interested to see what happens. You know, I love the guy. Yeah,
2: absolutely. We have to mention our, um, our division of we mentioned Jacksonville. Um, they travel to D.C. And, of course, Indianapolis travels to Houston. Any chance? Landon will see uh, Houston make it
1: interesting. I'm so tired of hearing about the Colts. I want to say yes, but I don't think so. I mean, even though you can say, oh, week one wonkiness and weird things happen, it's just the Colts have such an easy path to victory of just spamming Jonathan Taylor in a good old line. Against a weak defensive front, that and their defense should still be good. I don't think Shaquille Leonard is going to be playing, but they probably won't need him. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could yeah. happen because it's on the road, and they've actually won. They've lost eight straight season openers, I think, which is actually like the longest streak in the NFL, I believe, because the Browns tied a while ago. Mm-hmm. So I would hope it happens, and we get to watch it in the tail game. That'd be super fun. But mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think it'll happen. We can, we can hope and cross our fingers, but no. Well,
2: We're going to have a fun time regardless watching these games. Um, the NFL is not like college. You know, Jacksonville, yeah. But all these games are interesting in some way, all, all joking aside. Our game is really interesting because it's our team, and we'll see how we get started. Um, we are – Almost universally, the team pick to take a step back. I don't see that. I think we do have some big questions. We had some big questions last year. We answered them. I think we need to stay healthy, and uh, I think some guys need to continue to develop. But I'm very, very excited for the season. Who's your pick, big fella? As a breakout on this team, who do you think we're going to think of way differently um, at the end of this regular season than we do right now. Who's your pick to make that next
0: step on this roster? Hmm. Well, I'm going to give you a rookie and not the one you're thinking of, and then I'm going to give you a veteran. My first rookie is going to be Chance Campbell. I think he's got an opportunity to kind of put his foot in the ground and make something on this roster. Played pretty well in the preseason, and I just think you know, linebacker – Outside of Zach Cunningham and David Long Jr., you know, we, we kind of have some opportunities there. So I think he's going to make a pretty big impact. Um, and by the end of the season, we will be looking at an every down starter, I think. Um, the next step for me, I, I'm doing, this is out of desperation. It's got to be Caleb Farley. I mean, when you are a, a first-round cornerback and you you are then unseated by a uh, early second round. So that, you know, we always talk about those fringe guys could have been a first, but Caleb Farley was a first. He needs to step up and to be a premier corner in this league. Everybody was talking about, you know, his stature and, and, and you know, the way he plays the game and how he could be uh, land. out, keep me honest was people were comparing him to like a Jalen Ramsey clone or am I taking that out of context but
1: that sounds pretty out of context unless you're just talking about physically
0: well who was this comp coming out because it was it was somebody pretty decent and I mean when you get kind of comped like that and then you get taken in the first round especially coming off of an injury you need to put up or shut up and for him to not even crack the starting lineup is to me upsetting and I yeah, I kind of, of
1: worrying out of, that he was playing so much preseason.
0: Yeah. Well, when out of desperation, I need him to be that star.
1: The only comp I can find on Farley, just through a couple seconds of searching, is Sean Smith. So I don't think that's who you're thinking of.
0: No, definitely not. I mean, I remember Sean Sean Smith, and I wanted us to take a swing on him as a free agent, but we never did it. I guess, was it on air, not like in a written profile? I don't remember. It was leading up to the draft.
1: I don't no, remember. He has like, perfect physical measurables. It's just he can't stay healthy, and he doesn't really know how to play. Maybe it was Finnegan. Those are kind of big ones. Maybe, maybe it was Finnegan. I don't remember, but... That doesn't seem right, because it wasn't... is a Finnegan, like, little. Like, small and scrappy. That would be, like, yeah. the McCreary
0: comp. True. Well, I don't, I, I don't. then I don't know what I'm talking about. It, it was some comp that had me impressed, and it was like, okay, well, let's just do it. I,
1: when, I mean, can he even be called a breakout anymore? It, it seems like he's just expected to be good right away it's Kyle Phillips who's going to be our wide receiver three on this season I think because Woods won Burks two actually Phillips could probably be our second overall receiver and I want to say like I want to say breakout but he's been so good all camp he had some dynamic punt returns in the preseason he hardly played in the preseason so he's already locked into a starting job so it's like he can't really exceed expectations but I do think he's going to be a steal of a draft pick for a fifth rounder, especially for what we need. Then under the radar guy, this is just being biased, but Naquan Jones. I think with the Landry injury, Autry's going to have to play a lot more edge. That creates a lot more playing time in the interior. I like Tart, but just Naquan, I feel, is more consistent and makes more impactful plays. And he was a rookie last year and he got hurt. So I think Naquan, by end of the season, is going to be looked at as a really nice third defensive lineman.
2: Physically, I like how Rashad Weaver looked. Uh, he'd put on some weight, and he looks the part. I'd like to see him get nine or ten sacks and make me feel a lot better about oh. um, losing Landry. So that's my, like you were saying, big fellow. That's my hope and pray breakout. And <laughs> but I think he's primed to. I don't know uh, what his ceiling is, but I think he's primed
0: to make an impact this year. I love that pick. That's that's a good one. I should have taken it, but man, I love me some Weaver, and I love I love his potential, and I think he's got it. Like you said, he just has to produce. Um, he's got to stay healthy. And I think, on, honestly, his injury was more of a fluke than, you know, a constant injury and, you know, a leg break. Not oh, yeah, he you snapped, his leg. He yeah. snapped yeah. his leg. That doesn't – he snapped
1: his leg because a guy fell on him. That's not – Right. You can't print. do
0: anything about that. But, I mean, it still happened. Um, and, you know, he's still – by other people who don't know as much, they're still going to say he's got an injury bug. But, yeah, I think the sky's the limit for that kid. Guys,
2: that's all the time we have for today. We've got you ready for this Giants game. We'll cross our fingers. Uh, We're excited for this season to be underway. Starts tonight, Rams-Bills. I bet a lot of Titans fans will be watching. Fellas, thanks for joining us. Um, Hope you guys have a great weekend. Happy birthday to you, big fella.
0: Hey, happy birthday to you as well. Thanks, guys. We'll see
2: you
1: at the stadium. Tighten up. Tighten up. Tighten up.